at the Square Circle podcast. Thank you for listening. This is episode two. We had our first one earlier with my pro coach, uh, Sam Mullins from Churchill's Boxing. And today we will have a person who will be featuring quite often on this podcast. It is my dad, Mickey Driscoll. Say hello, dad. Hello, everyone. You all right? Just got up. <laughs> Uh, uh, you know, you know. I had a late night. I was watching boxing quite till quite late. Yeah, that's it. Um, that's what we're here for. That's what we're on. Everyone wants to listen to. Like I said last night on the twentieth of February, we had the matchroom show from Eddie Hearn, uh, and it was a good card. I thought it was uh, a very good card. A lot of fifty-fifty bats. Um, there was the Marku Cholton. We had Dave, Davis Junior and Val. Valazen, I do not know is that. Gil, Juarez, Fisher, Gordon, and obviously the big one, Kelly and Avanazan. Probably pronounced that one wrong as well. But if we could start off, Dad, how did you see the Jordan Gill fight? Um, I like Jordan Gill. I like the way that he's he's developed. I mean, obviously, I've got a lot of experience with him as the amateurs. I remember him having a couple of cracking bats with um, Ted Cheeseman. And the fact that he never went senior... You know, he went twingles quite young, and he's he's from he's from Eastern County, so he's not from that sort of way. So to go that sort of way, he done really well, moving away from his home, going to Sheffield, um, and he's done he's trade really well. He's really well. He's very defensive, which you don't see a great deal of. He works inside well. He works at distance well. Um, I think one of the best things about him is not getting it. Um, and I thought he, I thought he, he went about well. He boxed very well. Yeah, I'll be honest as well. I did. I thought it was probably my favourite performer of the night. Uh, it was classy. Like you said, everything, if you're going to show a little kid how to fight, especially when you're young, defend. Do you know what I mean? Don't take unnecessary shots. And you could hear that from the corner. He pivoted well. He moved off at angles. He didn't go back in a straight line. He didn't take anything unnecessary. And he just done a brilliant job. Like His jab was quality. Um, and he worked inside when he needed to be. He wasn't greedy. He didn't stay there for too long. And when he did... He knew about it because his trainer got in his ear. But I thought, uh, just I think he was the outstander of the night for me. I think Jordan Gill, um, and he's had a loss on his record, and you know he's had some hard fights, and I think it's made him a better fighter for it. And like you've just said, like we've seen him in the amateur circle, and he had ped- like he was good then, so he's got a pedigree of, do you know what I mean, of fighting, and like you said, they're miles away on a like on a way show and a Tuesday night in Doncaster, and. He's done it. He's done it proper, and it's. Uh, I think he's starting to show off and mature a little bit in his performances as well. Do you agree? Yeah, I totally agree. He's really, really has, like you just said about the, the, you know, the performance. He really, really has got a bright future, and you can really, really see this kid like going places. And and and, and we talk about you know the the the, the class and domestic to to international and so forth. And I really, really do think the kid's got. You know, he's a thinker. Like you said, he doesn't get it. He doesn't get involved. He doesn't need to. He really has got the potential to go, you know, go a long way, you know? Yeah, yes, I definitely think he has. Um, so, obviously, we had uh, the Romford ball, uh, Fisher, making his debut, uh, which I've never heard a lot of. I'll be honest, I'm not going to... I can't really have a chat. I'm not going to have a massive debate about it. He came out, he blasted the geezer away. Really big... Sorry? Who did he box for as an amateur? Do you know? Or was he an no, amateur? No, amateur? no I, don't, I don't think he had any amateur career. I don't think he had anything like that. Um, so I think he's one of them. He's just, uh, I think he was white collar or something like that. So I don't really know my history on it. So I don't want to speak 
and wrong. You know what I mean, so I'd, I would I'd be lying if I was trying to tell facts here. So what we'll do is we'll just we'll just have to listen out for him and try and look for him a bit more often. But he blew the geezer away, big backhand, nice little half a step back. He was out of there within a minute. So good work, like props to him, well done. But you know what I mean, there's nothing really more to me to say. So the next thing I will be saying. <laughs> Is that's beautiful rubber, beautiful rubber. Did you see uh, Robbie Davis Jr. and uh, Valencia? You say it. Did you see that one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I um, yeah, I, I did. Um, I, I thought it was the right decision. I thought the I thought the uh, the Mexican or wherever he's from. But I thought the other guy won. Um, and I think Robbie Davis Jr.'s got a bit of a tough time now. Where does he go? Because he's on the back of you know a couple of defeats, quite, quite sort of defeats and. Um, we're speaking about Jordan Gill. We're just saying about as Robbie Davis Jr. got that class to go up to the next level. You know, he's been very successful. He's been British champion and so forth. But as he got that that step up to go up the next level, maybe my, I mean I'm not going to you know accuse kid of anything, but you know maybe not. But definitely, you look at Jordan Gill, you can see that he has. Um, I don't know. It's 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 a tough drawing board for him. I think the big discussion here is 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 was he right in staying southpaw? Now you heard in the corner, big debate. Um, was, you know, making a big thing about you must stay southpaw, you must stay southpaw. Uh, you know, and we try to encourage nowadays boxers to start thinking for themselves and more self-thinking athletes and so forth like that. Dad, he was making a corner. Dad, once Dad, was making- I don't mean to interrupt. Sorry, Dad. Listen, just quickly, because uh, from someone of your caliber, unbelievable experience. Do you know what I mean? Of as coaching from. From like, you know what I'm saying, little shows to the biggest and European Coach of the Year. Just you, I have, I look and think you have you are you are so talented as a as a cornerman and you read situations well and you adapt very well. If that is your boxer, Dad, listen, I know you don't know the person, so it's hard because you have to have a bond with a fighter to know them. You have to know you have to know a fighter to know what he's thinking. You know what I mean? It's hard to just take over someone's corner, but you're in that corner. Yeah. And he comes back and says, "I've got to go. I don't want to switch southpaw." Or he starts complaining. What do you What do you say to him? Well, do you know what? You know, you know, it, it's easy to say in hindsight because we weren't in a situation, and I don't mean to put Dominic Ingle in any sort of position or anything. But I'm not going to lie to you. I've had it on on numerous occasions, even with yourself, Charlie. Someone to come back to the corner and say, "Mick, it's not working. We need to do this." You know, we've said we, we spoke. Sorry, hello, Dad. You've gone. He's gone missing. Hello. If you can have a plan and it's not working. Dad, you went you went you went there, sorry. Just uh could you say that again? Can you hear me now? Yeah, I can hear you now, that's much better. Yeah, yeah sorry. So you went there, you was mid flow as well. Uh, oh, um yeah. Um where was I? Um it, You were just you know, saying that obviously fire, fire the boxer. It's yeah. the boxers that listen. The boxers, the guy that's getting punched. Yes, you know, you can, you know, the advice from a cornerman, I believe, the advice from a cornerman is to do the best for the boxer. If you're giving that advice and it's not working out, he's the guy that's in there taking the punches. So if he's telling you yeah. it's not working out, then so, okay, do you know what? Try and do it this way. But that's the, all you can do as a coach. That's where you've got to adapt. Is a certain mm. game plan going to work? No, it isn't, not always. You have to adapt to what you're doing. And do you know what? Yeah, mate, we're going to do this. Now let's do this a little bit. And that's the situation. I personally feel we're not talking about a novice here. You're talking a guy that's no. a British champion, right? A British champion, you know, he's had a phenomenal amateur career and a phenomenal professional career. So the guy knows what he's talking about. If he's come back to the corner saying it's not working the sample, I don't feel comfortable 
is he going to feel comfortable? Like Johnny Nelson said at the end of it, he didn't feel comfortable. He was going south for, he was falling in with his backhand, he was losing his shape. The kid couldn't miss him with a backhand straight down the middle. So, miss. you know, do you take a chance sticking to what the policy, you know, we, the policy, oh no, this is what we're going to do, the game plan, or actually say, do you know what, we're going to adapt. Adaptability, yeah. right, is the biggest thing in a world champion. The biggest thing, because a champion can adapt to any style or any cause. Whether and do you know what, if something comes up, it's going to be this. They can change and adapt their style, and that goes for coaches as well. So I'm not in any way making a judgment on Dominic Ingle. All I'm saying, I wasn't there at the situation where it was. But me personally, if he'd come back to the corner and said to me, "It's not working out," which I've had on many, many occasions, I don't feel right. I don't feel this enough for that. Then you have to adapt, and I feel yeah. that's what he never did. He oh, just totally. <laughs> Totally agree. Totally agree. You've just said it on in the on it. He didn't adapt. Listen, even if he said, "All right, go out, have go out and have two rounds orthodox. See how you feel." Even if he said, "Listen, I'll give you, I'll give you two rounds. Go out orthodox. Try it. See if you feel better. If not, we'll stick to the plan." But like you said, it was like they were so set on that one plan A plan. Do you know what I mean? That route A. Route, there wasn't a B or a C. Listen, let's just change it up. We're going to have to change it. Here. We're going to have to go body. We're going to have to keep it long. He just looked like he was stuck in the mud, and. And I don't think that, like I said, you're the coach, you see it. Obviously, sometimes when you're in as a boxer, obviously you can be in there and go, listen, I know it's not working. And you've got to see that and go, you know what? You must be able to see that and go, I don't, cannot see this. Well, oh, he spent the whole time going, oh, beautiful Robert, beautiful Robert. Yeah. In, in, and he's not even landed a shot. Listen, tell the geezer to move his head. Go to yeah. the left, do this. Yeah. He's got, like you said, I just think the communication between them seemed like... You know when you got a you know with that we got that communication that bond with a trainer that but it didn't it didn't seem like it was there between them two I don't think like, like, it didn't trust him to go orthodox and it, I don't know he didn't trust him to just do it himself it was like he was too worried about what Dominic Ing would think I don't think Dominic I don't think uh, Robbie Davis Jr. No disrespect is a typical English fighter anyway, is he? His particular style. No, no, I don't, I don't think he is either. He wouldn't, he wouldn't come out and go, that's an English fighter, you, you know? Oh, um, not at all. No, definitely not. It is It is what it is. And I mean, they've been together for a year, apparently, so they should have had some sort of relationship. I'm not, I'm not sure how many fights they've had together. In, in them situations, they never have done, have they, as well? Which uh, Exactly. Well, when they come down, push down to come to shove. You're in the trenches there, aren't you? You know what I'm saying? And it's yeah. testing for everybody. And listen, let's not just, we'll let's quickly just have a mention on uh, Valazuna, however you say his name. What a, what a, he turned up. Yeah. Brilliant yeah. backhand, brilliant backhand. Let yeah. it go constantly, stuck with it. I think he fizzled out a little bit in the seventh, eighth, and that. Thought, oh, here we go. Davis started to get a bit of confidence, and then the backhand landed. Bosch, he was so explosive with that straight backhand. And you've got to give him credit. He came over here, took the fight. And fair play to him. And I'm glad that was the right decision. That was the right decision. Totally agree. I mean, I'll, I'll just think in a minute, Charlie, you've watched his last two bats, his last two shows with um, Eddie Earns put on. And fair play to him. I'm not being funny. Previously, you could look at a professional show and, and bet your mortgage that the red corner or the blue corner is going to win all the time, whichever the home corner was. And they, yeah. the, nine times out of ten, they do. You know, last week and this week's proved that, you know what, they're bringing decent fighters over here and they're getting, you know, and, and, and you're getting decisions going against them. That's what everybody wants to see. I mean, we're going to talk about it in a minute, Josh Kelly fight. That was a 50-50 fight. That was a yeah. really, really good fight. But, and it was a fight that got everybody, a domestic fight that yeah. got everybody 
frustrated thinking this is a 50 50 fight this isn't this isn't you know liverpool playing against wigan and it's going to be oh who's going to win well who do you, who do you think you know yeah. it was a tough bout and so forth it's not that at all it's a case of do you know what 50 50 bats 60 40 bats where either either can win and and that was definitely the case with this like you say and and like you said, I think even looking just everything on Twitters and on Twitter on Instagram, all the, everyone was seemed a lot more engaged in the boxing as well. Like you said, because it wasn't that same old. Here we go. Every every single person in the blue corner is going to batter it. It's going to be like five hundred yeah. to one on odds that they. Yeah. I mean, they will lose. Like, and it was good. It's fifty boring, fifty, right? even sixty forty, even sixty forty split fights, and they're better for us as as obviously boxing people to watch. They're better for any like people who don't know the sport and they're better for the boxers. They're going to benefit from it, and especially in the long run. Well, of course they are. They're going to get experience. They're going to learn their trade and so forth. But at the end of the day, nobody wants to watch things that are boring, whether it's football, ice hockey, badminton, basketball, yeah. whatever. Yeah. And there's no one watching anything. What guy's going to win. Yeah, of course. Like you just said, listen, Liverpool 4-0 up, 5-0 mm. up. Six new up at half time, you're not going to sit and go, oh, I can't wait to watch the second half. You're going to go yeah. and make yourself a cup of tea and put the iPad on or do something else, didn't you? Or flick yeah. over. You're not going to stay or, interested in that. Or watch him play Plymouth next week. Yeah, yeah, you know, oh, yeah, yeah of course. You're not going to be interested in that one bit. Let's uh, let's move on to the main event. Eh? I do not know how you get, say this geezer's name, but the Russian, Avienda, say whatever his name was, obviously stops Josh Kelly and was absolutely relentless for anybody who's listening who didn't watch it broke him down mentally, physically. Um, we sort of covered this a little bit when I spoke with Sam earlier, um, but we're going to go over it again with my dad. But just, yeah, just what do you, uh, how did you see it? How did you see it? Well, listen, and I've got to be honest, everybody here listening, he definitely, I spoke to him a couple of hours before uh, the boxing went on and he said, no disrespect, massive, massive, massively got a massive respect for Josh Kelly. I love him to bits, but I think uh, Avazalam, whatever his name is, stops him six or seven. And I said, no way, dad, I can't see it. And you got to bang on, didn't you, dad? <laughs> How is Charles? It's lucky, and it's like, like I've said, it's not you know, boxing's a, a, a funny sport. It's, it's not just about being physically good, being physically strong, being you know widely experienced. It's, it's a mental game, and I just think if you look at that guy, the Russian guy, look what he's done, look at his career. He, you know, he's had a draw, he's had three losses, he lost his second or third bout in Russia. Lots of great bouts in Russia where he's not. It's it's more so over there. It's 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 fifty fifty bats all the way through. He's beat mate Shane Mosley, one of one of the greatest fighters of all time. Now, fair enough, he was on his way out, but it's it's still a phenomenal win. He's been a world champion. He's boxed for world title. His pedigree, you can't beat pedigree. Yeah. He's young. Mm-hmm. He's strong. He's fresh. I personally feel, and I said this to yourself, I just think Josh has gone a little bit too early. I would have liked to have seen Josh have more of a domestic bounce, you know, Chris Oakey or Has he or, fought sorry to cut has he fought for a British or Commonwealth no, or anything like that? Um, he might have had a Commonwealth, I'm not sure. Um, but um I just think it's too early for him. It's too early for a big fight like that. Um and um pedigree a pedigree just came through. He was mature, he was strong. Listen, oh, I've, was, Josh, I've known I've known Josh Josh from, from from a boy of eleven years old. I've boxed a corner against him three or four times at West Ham with Beanie and with Alfie Price. I know him from I know him from GB. I know him from England, and his talent is phenomenal. 
four rounds. I said to you, four rounds all day long. <clears throat> they will then start kicking in. And I think some people have said, I've not heard many that have said that David would win, but the one or two people I've heard are saying, late on, he'll come on late on and so forth. He's a strong guy, very, very strong. And people people underestimate that in the professional game, the strength, the maturity, the inside work. And he, he knew what to do. He knew what he was doing. And he, he just worked him out. And the minute in the fifth round, when Josh came out and started to smother David, yeah. I, knew then, I knew then, I knew then I said he'd be out and around. This will be stopped in the next round. Because I, I, knew then. I could not believe that. I didn't, I didn't, I couldn't, I didn't not know why. He was boxing lovely and I thought his best shot was his jab. He poked him down to the body, to the head, kept him away with that little stick, said, here you go, hold on to that, hold on to that. Give him something to think about because he made him respect him and stop, well, and the minute he took that away, like you just said, the fifth round, he stops throwing it, he smothers his work, he invites him in. He says, come on in, Lego, start going to work on me. And you can't do that. Well, like you've said, with an experienced, mature, so strong, physically, just you hit him and he walks at you. That's soul destroying as well. If Kelly's hit him three or four times, hurt him. He's come back out and the corner, he can hear it. Don't forget, there's no fans that you can hear a pin drop. And they're screaming, just keep walking through him. Just keep walking through him. Keep going. Don't let him breathe on his chest. Like, they're basically just, there's no respect there. You've got to make him respect you. If you're going to stand there, I didn't see Josh Kelly throw a straight one-two the whole time. Just single pots here and there. Listen, if you're going to stand in the pocket, let some shots go. If you're going to plant your feet and do that, hurt him. Start hitting him, whacking, whacking him down low. Hurt him with some big uppercuts. Really hurt him and then have a bounce. Have a bounce. If you're going to get in that pocket, do bits. You know what I mean? You've got to trade with yeah. him. You've got to trade with him. Someone Josh like that, Dad. What Josh tried to do was, was what we wouldn't normally do. And if you watch the, the Ray Robinson fight or something like that, what he normally does when he's tired or he's fatigued, he drops his hands, he slips, 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 slips. He did it a little bit in the fourth. Drops his hands, comes back. He comes back a little fast flurries and has a breather and has a drop. I think he was just trying his hardest not to do that. He I couldn't do he, that against this geezer. Right? He couldn't do that against this geezer, could he? Yeah, and he just tried to smother him. He just tried. If you look at the whole of the fifth round, he barely throws a punch, and all he does is grab hold of him, walk forward, and smother him, smother him, push his head down. I think personally, he was just looking, trying to smother the guy and have a breather. Um, yeah. And then when the guy went up the gear in 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 the, in the sixth round, you know, I think the body shots took the toll. I think he got caught with a real good body shot before the start of the combination that dropped him. But in fairness, do you know what? Adam Booth was spot on. If you if you actually rewatch it, I've watched it a few times. When he gets caught the first time, Adam Booth it goes on the corner with Booth where they are, and you can see Booth. Where as they start, he walks straight in, lets off with a left hook, backhand, left hook, something like that, catches him, his legs go, Adam Booth grabs that towel straight away. Yeah. And actually, actually, he throws the towel before he goes down. And actually, when he's on his knees, the yeah. towel lands on the floor. So fair play to Adam Booth. I think last night was a real good real good indication of, of coaches. There's nothing worse in this world for me as a coach. I've been a boxer as well, but being a brave coach, because that, that's not good for boxers. The bat you mentioned prior to it, that there was a bat prior to it. Marku uh, and Cholton, yeah, we, we forgot yeah, to go right. over that one. Um, but that, that was the exact same. Great corner. Yeah, Experienced, he hasn't had a great deal. He's just come off a great win before Christmas against Joe Laws, which really was a great win. And do you know what? Fair play to the boy. He had a ticket sale. I think he's from Norwich or Ipswich, somewhere like somewhere from East, Eastern Counties. Fair play to the boy, and he, he really had a go there. But do you know what? He was just taking so many shots, so many shots, so many shots that it was unnecessary. And fair play to the corner. 
the corner, you know, put, he wasn't going to, he's never going to win the fight. He wasn't going to win the fight, you know. Um, the other guy, great fire, South for Orthodox, letting the shots go. He was never going to win the fight. Why is he in there getting hurt? He's had under 10 bats. Let him come another time. Let him come another time. Let him develop into it. And, and the same yeah. with Josh Kelly. Josh Kelly, like we said, he's only a young boy. He's only 27, 26, 27 years old. Yeah. He's got time on the side. He's had, an, uh, you know, he's had a couple of bats. He'll, he'll come back, lick his wounds, and he'll come bouncing back. I think he needs to address himself domestically. And like we've spoken previously, it's a case of professionals nowadays learning their trade, learning to hold, learning mm. that when you're in trouble, grab hold. Spit his gum shield out. Take a knee. He could have done a little bit, couldn't he? Little, them little bits of the trade, them little bits and bobs, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Little bits like that that they're not having because they're going out banging the granny out of people that, yeah. that are not so great, like we yeah. spoke earlier, and they're yeah. not learning their trade. No. They're not learning their trade. They go, hold on a minute, what do I do here? What do I do there? And it, it becomes instinct because when you get chinned, it's that that takes up. It's your self-consciousness that takes over. Yeah, of course. And that's what you need to have in place. You know what you're going to do. You grab hold, me heads together, I'm okay. You know? Yeah. Um, well, I'm telling that David guy, cool, crikey. And I, I'm yeah. quite excited by the fact what Eddie Earn said at the end of it, about Porter, about some of them big American guys, I, I really think he's you know he, he could do something. It. I really, really, um, I do think he's. He, he, uh, there was a little talk about it last night. I'm not sure if he could get down to like Welter because he doesn't look very big. That's the only thing I say about it. I know he's strong. Imagine how strong he'd be as a lightweight. Can you imagine him fighting Robbie Davis Jr.? Cool. Well, that's what I'm saying. So yeah. if he could, if he could make that cut down to like Welter. You could be looking at someone phenomenal there, like a phenomenal world champion. Yeah. Honestly, yeah, you know, Josh looks way above him. Yeah, he looks massive. He looks he looks way much bigger, and yeah, he just he did look much much bigger. I do think he would definitely win a world champion. I, I be honest, I, I can't see him doing it against Porter or Crawford or them boys out there because they're phenomenal. I mean, Danny Garcia yeah, and that, they are just different gravy. But yeah, uh, like Wilter, definitely, I can see it happening, hundred yeah. percent. Um, well, they, did, they, they started to mention it last night in the conversation about uh, Carl Greaves and stuff like that. But then they, they, they all then went on something different. So it would be quite interesting to see. I know he, he weighed in on the top of the weight, but it would be quite interesting to see if he could possibly get down because if he got down to like Walter, whew, it'd, be an, it'd, be a, it'd be a massive hand. It'd yeah. be a serious world, world champion potential. Yeah, definitely, I believe so. Just quickly, I just want to... It was... And obviously it was... It was bad there for Kelly. Obviously, it didn't go well. But what can he take away from it, Dad? Listen, like, good. What did he do? Why is that was good? That I know it's hard to say. Obviously, he's got stopped and he hasn't done too great. But what can he take away from it that he did do well and he can learn from? It's very, very hard to say in the fight, if I'm being honest with you, because... I personally think I've seen him box better and I've seen him move better and move his feet better. I think he was holding his feet... Mm. Um, he was getting caught with shots he didn't need to get caught with and so forth and, and blah, blah, blah. Really, from what I'm being told, from what you're hearing on, 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 you know, on the telly and bits and pieces, he's in the best shape he's ever been. He, you know, he, he, he's rocking and rolling, he's done this and that. He can only take away this experience and the hurt from this experience as what to do next time. That when he gets inside, like you've said about, you know, closing the distance and so forth like that, dropping his hands... I think that's a natural talent to him and I wouldn't try and change no, that. No, definitely. All I, try to do, all I try to do is is every now and then when he needs to, grab up, tuck his hands up, don't get hit, have a move. I don't I don't know. I don't know. You, you, you'd imagine a guy that's fine for that sort of fight is going to be fit. Did he have 12 rounds in him? I'm not sure. I, I'm not sure whether he could have placed up for 12 rounds like David could have I done. would and I'll be honest with you. If I was him and the skill set that he possesses and the 
like I mean, the unbelievable, just raw talent that he has. If he could sit there for two minutes and have a look at Jordan Gill's performance, somebody with, yeah. this, do you know what I mean? That's not got half of his natural yeah. talent, not got half of the natural talent, but he does the basics yeah. where he tuck he hands. Why can't your hands be there? Keep your hands nice. Lomachenko don't have his hands but in his pocket. You've got to be Mayweather. You're yeah. not Mayweather, so you yeah. don't need to do that. He's good. His hands are right. When he was an amateur, he had that nice and high hands. He can get there. Like I said, move, pivot, pop, 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 pop. Nice little, let them burst go when you're in the pocket. Keep it long. Know yeah. what you're good at and make it, make yeah. it and be even better at it. And when it has to come in close, that's when you let your hands go and get yourself out of trouble. I would just, if I was him, I would study, not study, but I would have a look at Jordan Gill's performance, just everything. The way that he's, the way that he was structured, even the way that he was set up with his head moving nice and tight. Um, I just believe it would have just massively, massively helped him. The way that he moved elegantly around the ring. If you're doing that against that David and you're pop, pop, nice and tight little guard, pop, 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 that's going to break him down. Then he has got a hard job of walking forward. If you just stay there with your hands down, you're going to invite him in all day long. The problem that Josh has got now is that predominantly not everyone's as good as David. But if someone's half as good as David or not ever, most people are now going to be encouraged just to put Josh under yeah. pressure. So I think Josh Josh needs to not say hold his feet, but he can do what he does off his front foot, just change the angle. Like say Lomachenko. Lomachenko don't go backwards. Lomachenko goes forwards. He goes forwards at angles that Josh probably needs to, needs to work mm-hmm. at. Just moving his head, moving his trunk. Does he need to drop his hands and have a little dance? He can do it every now and, and not, then. Not when but he's just not too yeah, awkward. not when he's short to mid range. He doesn't need to. Do you know what I mean, when he's yeah. at or he lands a beautiful little shot, but but yeah, lovely. Keep the head moving. But when he's there. He can see the shots. Listen, keep them hands up. Ain't nothing. Got good hand defence when he wants to have. He can still move his head, but I just think he yeah. just needs his hands up a little bit more, just a little bit more schooled like he is, because he is a phenomenal talent. But I just think he needs to be a bit, a bit more schooled with it. But maybe a little bit of concentration, Char. I think a little bit, maybe his concentration. Can he concentrate for the whole 12 rounds or, or get himself focused what he's doing? He seems to start well, seem really focused on what he's doing, and then he just drifts. Yeah. He likes to show the boat, likes to go for a walk when I think that's the time that you need to just clap him a little bit, say, hold on, let me stay switched on. You know, he, he could probably get a lot more people out of there in earlier than what he does, you know, without the showboat. Definitely, 100%. Yeah, I believe so. Um, definitely. Listen, that was wicked today, Dad. Thank you uh, for taking your time. Like I said, I will have you on here um, probably from week to week. I'm going to try and what I'm going to try and do, people, is uh, I'm probably going to try and get a boxer or a coach on once a week, different ones, but I will uh, be featuring my dad on here most of the time. We'll be just talking up and coming boxing fights, any questions people have got. Um, And yeah, just all different general boxing stuff. Uh, Yeah. Probably just uh, little updates here and there, what's going to happen when, and we'll uh, just keep you updated. So uh, listen, dad, thank you very much. This has been episode two of the square circle. Thank you, dad. And I'll, uh, Talk to you later. See you, everyone.